Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2 Play. Oh, preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. <laughs> but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT, but also as well as pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes. We'll bring a quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to NXU, the Great American Bash, later on today. Michael Cedric enjoying a well-earned day working from home today, but it is the day after Independence Day, the day of the Great American Bash. So right now, Michael Hamlet and I are standing hand on our chests for a very American tradition. And God bless the United States. Right, now that's out of the way. Uh, how are you feeling about tonight's show? <laughs> it's just nice compared to that bloody show we have to preview on a Wednesday. To have the whole card laid out in front of us. There is nothing worse than doing a preview and having to sort of check Twitter on the evening after the preview and say, oh, bloody hell, they've added two or three matches Thank God we're doing NXT. They lay the card out. We've got (laughs) all the matches. There's no time on the show for anything else to be added. There's no space left for anything to be added. And don't get me started on shows that know how to pace themselves once in a while. Am I right? Um, (laughs) I'm just relieved to be here on a Tuesday previewing a show that has put its cards on the table for the good America. The good bash. I'm sure it's America. In the rich tradition of Bash 89 or Bash 91, where We Want Flair rang out in Baltimore, this has got Wesley versus Trick Williams. <laughs> Featuring a guy that hasn't got a career anymore versus a guy that's wrestled like eight times. No, it's a, this is um, it's a card. It's a wrestling show. Yep. Hang on, let me just double, double check that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst I don't think there'll be time for the usual typical NXT 2.0 distractions that we typically enjoy, I'm sure we can try and few wedge a few in on this preview, can we not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, got a couple of games. We're not, we're not going too heavy on the games today because serious premium live event to look forward to. Indeed. And like you say, a lot of this stuff is not... They're going to try tonight. They're going to try. do the old wrestling. Well, you know, in tribute to the man that has just returned and made himself the boss again, they're going to try. Mm, indeed. 
Um, is that why? Is this the second week in a row where, like, we need to get your know, grubby hands off our little sexy little cum-soaked show, Triple H. <laughs> we don't like you. We don't need you anymore. Go and we don't need you anymore. <laughs> Go to Raw Smackdown where you needed. Do you know what I did uh, this morning driving into work? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, heart naughties on. That's right. When you said naughty, I first thought it was like uh, a few songs, a few rude words. Maybe some songs about sex. Well, I popped myself because um, I like to play little games sometimes. You might play it as well. Okay. Um, it's not got an official title, but I call it Talk to the Song. Right? <laughs> oh, no, I know. I don't play this, but I can well imagine you do. So, like, um, there's many, many songs that will start with, like, a, a guitar strumming, and then someone will go, hey. Right? <laughs> so I say, like, you know, what do you put in a horse's box or something? <laughs> right? And we go, hey. hey. Do you know what I did this morning? Go on. Do you remember, in the early noughties, uh, he's not done release much recently, as far as I'm aware, do you remember the artist Sam Sparrow? Yes. Yes. Well, I asked him this morning, Sam, what's your favourite era of uh, NXT? <laughs> and he sang, black and gold, black and gold, black and gold. So, so he's a fan of Triple H running this show, at least. That black and gold song it has one of my favourite unusual song quirks that doesn't pop up a lot. And it's when uh, a voice and an instrument sort of become one and become a voice instrument. Mm. Because, like, he's going, he's going like, like, that's his voice. Yeah. But then it kind of morphs into some sort of instrument going, like, like a harmonica or a mouth mm. organ going, and you don't know. It's so like, like on that um, crayon app that I've become really obsessed with again. If you did, like, Sam Sparrow instrument, and it, it would just force two pictures together, that feels like it's happening in the song. <laughs> So anyway, Great American Bash. And the thing is, I am kind of looking forward to this because there's a lot of stuff going on on this show that could be very entertaining. But also, like you say, with Triple H potentially being back, all the changes going on and what have you, Mm. there's a bit of me, especially with what happened in the main event of last week, that thinks, so you're telling me there's a chance. Bron Breaker versus Cameron Grant. Ron Breaker versus Cameron Grimes <laughs> is a straightforward victory for Bron Breaker, yes. right? An entertaining match, no doubt. Probably yes. the best match that Bron Breaker's had since Dolph bumped all over the shop yeah. for him, basically. But an entertaining match, but a straightforward victory. Mm-hmm. Injured Bron Breaker, dislocated whatever it was that he did bumping yeah. into the turnbuckle. There's just a tiny moment where... Cameron Grimes is going to hit that cave in, mm-hmm. and my wife's going to be woken up by <laughs> me doing the loudest to the moon you've ever heard. Because if you thought I was excited when we were there mm-hmm. watching him win the North American Championship, let me tell you right now, there will be more fireworks in the Wilborn household than the entirety of America last oh, year. Last year? Last night, even, yeah. if this comes true tonight. What do you reckon? Can he become NXT champ? No. Uh, what I reckon is that I'm glad you reminded me about the shoulder injury because when you said uh, after the events of the main event segment of last week's NXT, I just remembered that Bron Brick was like, you're going to go to the moon, you're going you're gonna to like the view. <laughs> and I was thinking for a second, how does that play into the finish? Like how is Cameron Grimes going to literally have to put on a spacesuit and be sent up there? So I'm glad you reminded me of the shoulder injury. Thank you for that. Um, it's going to be yet another... 
I don't want to say a test of Braun Breaker's metal because they're not getting the best out of him when they test him. It's all very... Oh, you see all this cool intensity stuff you do? Right, don't do it for 12 minutes. Yeah. It's that gag in fa- an old family guy where Peter Griffin ranks... It's appropriate for this preview. Peter Griffin basically just ranks films based on how much flesh and skin he gets to see and then, like, records over the videos and then sends them back to the video shop, sends them back to Blockbuster or whatever. So, like... Schindler's List, I think it is, starts, or something like that. Maybe Citizen Kane. And, like, the, you press play, and then the character that's watching it, just like, psh, Peter Griffin pops up. There, I just saved you two bulbous hours. <laughs> like, gives away the spoiler of the film. And I just sort of feel like, at the moment, they're kind of doing that with Bron Breaker. Mm. Like, they're kind of encouraging you, like, Bron, no, we know you've got a spear in you. But when you're watching the match, you just want to go, psh, he hits a spear and wins. There, I just saved you 12 boring minutes. <laughs> Bron Breaker on the cell. I don't want to experience Bron Breaker. Like, Cameron Grimes is great. Um, we've not seen him for a while work a full match as a heel. Uh, he's obviously been a babyface for a little while now, so I guess he'll be uncorking all of that good stuff. So I think there's lots and lots of potential here, but it's just still not the match I want to watch from Bron Breaker. They believe in their mind. You take a guy now who has got football experience or, you know, these next-in-line guys are all you know sports guys, aren't they? You know, wrestles in the pocket. And get the training, and then you train them with WWE guys. They go to the main roster so they can do 12-minute WWE house show matches and occasional 18-minute WWE raw matches. And it just sucks the fun out of all of it. Mm. I'd love, I would love nothing more than Bron Breaker to have that shoulder injury and come out with, it, like, loads of tape on it, right? And Cameron Grimes, a devilish grin, gets wider and wider and wider as Cameron, as Bron Breaker walks out because he's looking at that shoulder. And then, like, the... the Vic says, like, let, you know how the rest is just forced to stand in the ring now and do nothing while video packages play. And Vic's like, let's take a look at what happened last week, Wade. Okay, get it on the screen, Vic. And you see the shoulder injury, and Grimes leans over, and he said something like, uh, make sure you get him well for next week or something like that, don't mm-hmm. And then Bron Breaker's like, the doctor's listened to you. And he just rips away the tape, and he's fine because he's a goddamn freak. And Grimes' smile just drops, and he's basically having to, like, kind of keep pace and keep away from Bron over five awesome minutes where Bron eventually catches him with a spear with a bad shoulder nonetheless just to show that he can and he flattens him and he sends him away from NXT forever. 16 minutes in a headlock. 16 goddamn minutes in a headlock. I think Grimes is winning the world title. And maybe more hope than expectation, but I've got two different options for you. Number one, mm-hmm. Bron Breaker does hit him with a spear, but it's on the bad shoulder and he can't cover him fast enough. Could see it. Grimes recovers. Cave-in. Yeah. Two cave-ins, three bloody cave-ins, to top rope cave-in if you want it, which is basically a coup de grace, but still. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah. Another option. Bron Breaker does hit the spear, and you know, his shoulder's hurt. Mm-hmm. He goes, but he gets the pin very quickly. Yeah. But wouldn't you know it, Cameron Grimes flailing hair and arms all over the place. God, he's only bumped into the referee, hasn't he? Oh. So you got the visual. One, two, three. Bron Breaker looks up. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And he goes to pick up the ref. And then you see, I didn't notice this before, but you see, one, two, three. Like there's more cameramen around ringside. Particularly that cameraman who hasn't got a top on and has got the body of a fucking Adonis. Actually, there's two of them. Because Malik Blade and Idris Anofe <laughs> are spacemen yeah. in this mission to their lead for Cameron Grimes. They beat the out of Bron Breaker and Cameron Grimes wins the title. Or you can do the boring spear stuff that it'll probably do. Like it. 
I'll see that. I'll raise you another pitch for a Bron Breaker victory, right? Bron Breaker's big title matches. What's the one thing beyond the fact that they often go too long and can be too dull for their own good? That's a point, actually. Bron Breaker's title matches are yeah. a lot like the song Spaceman by Babylon Zoo, in which there's about 20 seconds where you're like, this is the greatest this is thing unbelievable. ever. It's the other way around with, with, with uh, the song, because yeah. that starts and does the whole Spaceman! And then you go, oh, yeah, actually, this is... Crap, that's why he never really can get off the carousel. What the what was he thinking there? Why didn't no one say, right, Mr. Zoo? Love Can you remember his name? Can you remember his name? Steve Jazz Man. Oh, you. (laughs) Why didn't no one say to him, just do that, but loop it? Speed it up. Keep it it like the jeans advert, Jazz. Yeah. But anyway, that's the reverse of a Bron Breaker match because the best bit comes at the end. But I interrupt you. I do apologize. It's all right. I'm thinking about Babylon Zoo Spaceman now. I bought that. Did you? Yeah, I did, did yeah. you know what you were getting into? No, nobody did. That's how we got to number one in the charts, brother. <laughs> like everybody thought they were just getting the cool song off the Levi's advert, and instead it was this slow down, uh, like cod poetic, cod philosopher story. There's a fire between us. Where is your gown? Very Triple H. How long was the uh, album version of that song? Oh, the oh the album version. Uh, I'll go three thirty. Five minutes and 41 <laughs> seconds. Uh, by the way, I was getting confused when I said his name was Steve. That was one of the producers. Steve Power. <laughs> Power. So, what is the one thing, other than going 12 minutes too long, that connects every Bron Breaker NXT title match? Hello. Anything? Seen this? Heard about this? It's a big X that he kicks in half. Oh, yes. He's going to boot that X in half, and because... Um, this is obviously taking place on the moon. There's no gravity, right? So the foot, he kicks it, and you just, you know, it's fairly normal. The camera cuts back to Grimes. It's like, oh, I didn't like it when you kick that X. And then when it cuts back to Bron, the pieces of the X are gone, right? Mm. It just disappeared. Late into the match, deep waters, Cameron Grimes looks up and sees, hurtling to earth at breakneck pace, Pieces of the broken X. Because when Bron kicked them, no gravity meant they went up in the air. But then, I don't know, gravity came back or something. <laughs> and, you decide. and they fell, and they fall, and they land, and the sharp bits pierce Cameron Grimes in his eyes. Why? Oh. Why? Because you ain't going to lag a view. <laughs> and the X, the pieces of X take him out, and then Bron Breaker finishes him with the spear. I like but I do like the Anophian Blade bit, because they have left something there. I think if, we, if and when he loses, we're going to get onto uh, NXT doing some booking mm-hmm. in a minute. And if they are doing some booking, which I think they are, if not tonight, I think that's happening. I think within the next sort of couple of weeks, Grimes is going to have to be reflecting, like, right, how can I get back on track on this stupid show, on this stupid train I should have left a long time ago? It's with Anothian Blade, my new friends. And it'll and be they're another... Gonna win the, they're going to win the first NXT Trios title. Another, yeah, or another, I want to fight again for the world title, but this time I want to really mess with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you care to guess which uh, British singer covered... Acoustically, <gasps> Babylon Zoo Spaceman. What I it sounds like, genuinely, no offence to her, but it sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to listen to it now when we get back in the office. Um, would I know the voice if you played a bit of it? You'd know the name if I'd... Oh, maybe if I played you a bit of it, yeah, but you definitely know the name. Play 10 seconds of it so we can't get oh, in trouble with I licensing can't, I, can't, I don't know. I've just found it. This is on the Wikipedia page, mate. Oh, my God. You covered Spaceman. I say she was British. What year? She was Georgian British. Ooh. That helps. That should be a clue, but I can't think of anyone. What year? Oh, this is from uh, oh, Daily Tory Graph. 
Um, my week by the person. So mm. I don't know if that's just her saying. Oh, 2006, maybe, actually. Ooh, I don't know. Mel C. Oh, I can't. I've got to pay for a month's no, trial. I don't, I can't yeah, do it don't pay for them. No, uh, it was <laughs> Katie Melua. <laughs> Katie Melua was so it's a, it's a no from me. It's, yeah. You remember her big single? Uh, something about being crazy, wasn't it? This is the closest thing to crazy I have ever been. <laughs> Trying in a podcast with Adam Wilbur. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be close to crazy every day. Uh, speaking of crazy, um, uh, there was a tag match for the tag titles. There awarded sure was. When one of the people already had an automatic yep. championship match clause for winning the breakout tournament. Regardless, Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade teaming up to take on Gigi Dolin and JC Jane. Will Toxic Attraction lose some of their gold? No, because I was right. NXT is good again. And Dave Meltzer just needs to try and keep up with the boys. <laughs> the Water Culture Wrestling Podcast. It was reported um, over the weekend that, uh, and it was very much framed in this, in what for me was a bit of a tell. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one out there, Will Bond. I'm not so sure that everybody in the wrestling content sphere is watching NXT 2.0. My God, feeling. Because if you were, or indeed at very least if you were listening to the What Culture Wrestling podcast where we watch it so you really don't have to, you would have heard speculation on our part when that match was set up. I know you and were very cross about it, but as I put it to you, Roxanne Perez had a shot. That was safe. That was over here. Mm -hmm. The tag match was a fresh shot. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to lose tonight because it was speculated by Dave Meltzer that NXT were planning a shock heel turn <gasps> for Cora Jade. But did I not suggest that they would lose this shot so that Cora Jade can say, get it, we'll go again, we'll have another shot. And then for Roxanne Perez to be like, mm, no, <laughs> like, I, I wanna, like we, we fell short against Toxic Track. Like, they're from Team 2001, so permit me to... Go 2001, Blink-182 for a second. Give them the full, <coughs> full title, Techno Team 2001. Techno Team 2001. Well, it's more like sort of pop-punk Team 2001, is it? I'll do, do my best Blink. Roxanne Perez 2, Corrigan. <clears throat> Things fell short this time. Gonna go for a title. <laughs> Raise your hands in mine. Have a shot if you wanna. Oh. So... She's going to say no, but it's with respect. I'm going to try and beat Mandy Rose. We fell short as a tag team, but mm -hmm. it's fine. And then, sure enough, Roxanne Perez is going to have Man like Mandy Rose beat because she's Roxanne Perez is the best in the division, let's be honest about it. And who's going to cost her? With a skateboard to the back of oh. the head. It's going to be Cora Jade because I think NXT have booked. I think they've booked. Wow. Like I actually think this was mapped out from a few weeks ago when Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez were like, we're buddies, this is cool, but we've said Cora Jade has fallen short. She's kind of had her own demons with toxic attraction, a failure to rise up to the challenge at Stand and Deliver. And if this reported heel turn is true, we saw it coming before, yeah. before the sheets. Who do you think is going to lose their gold first, the bloodline or toxic attraction? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the most dominant? What well, Wasn't that a thing for a bit uh, where they were saying like the most toxic attraction were like... Who are the most do toxic attraction, most dominant force in all of NXT? And it was like, NXT is two weeks old. Yeah. So basically, if you've won once, you're the most dominant force in NXT. 100% win rate. <laughs> um, that's, that's a good question. Because I think the Usos are going to lose the, uh, the belts at SummerSlam. I agree. I think they're going to... The idea is Roman will, I don't know, work one smack that one. And he'll be like, a, 
Can't wait for a SummerSlam when we're all going to hold our belts up. That's He's working this mic now, this week. Where he is? Smackdown that's, preview. That's Join me in Hamlet for that. That's your one. <laughs> like, there you go. That's Roman till SummerSlam. So we the ones. The, the, the main thing about SummerSlam is that we all hold our belts up at the end. Am I right? And everybody's like, no. Like, <laughs> that's right. Everyone's holding our belts up at the end. And then the Usos lose on the show. And that means that like the drama is now, can Roman keep the bloodline afloat? I could well see Toxic Attraction getting past SummerSlam with yep. all the belts. I'm going to say it now. I think they're going to win tonight, and I think they're going to outlast the bloodline as the uh, champ champs of their respective brand. Well, We've got I, one of these in AEW at the moment. Is there anyone? There's no dual. F, I guess FTR. FTR, yeah. It's a game. Who's going to lose the belts first, right? Toxic Attraction, the bloodline, or FTR? I think the last so got, team to be holding all the belts will probably be FTR, because I think they're winning the all the gold, all the belts are yeah. all out, which is early September. That's true. Then again, Roman might hold everything till Mania. And so again, Toxic Attraction are kind of brilliant. Rose, they'll they'll <laughs> want to just hit a year just for the sake of it. I think there might be a title switch in this one. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say, in the grand scheme of things, this is the most likely, I'd say, of a title switch. Yeah, I, I suppose if the Corrigan heel turn comes later down the road, it could always be as a result of the team losing the yeah. back. They've, they had flipped them once and they were Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And what will they say... Right, when, I don't know how this would work. Okay, Cora J gets pinned, yeah. so she can be the one to turn, because that makes her even more dumb, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're the one who got pinned, it's your yeah. bloody fault. And she can turn around to Roxanne Perez mm-hmm. and say, where were you? And you're so <laughs> sorry. And wow, the skateboard, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Cora J, obviously... And use the skateboard as a weapon, mm-hmm. yeah? but then they're gonna—it's going to end up in a no holds barred match. These things always do, and it's going to be like how have how have friends become this way? And you know, like it's going to be the, the pulling apart of Team Two Thousand and One, uh, and you know, like they've got like tire irons and slapjacks and all these sort of weapons, haven't they? Slapjack, slapjack. But um, there's going to be like motorbikes for a reason, and uh, Roxanne Perez is going to pull uh, this weapon, and I can't say the name of it, otherwise it kills the punchline. Out of uh, mm. out of this bike and swings it at the head of Cora Jade, but because it's NXT, they have to say exactly what they're doing first. And it's then, uh, hell, is this half pipe? <laughs> and then smacks Cora Jade over the head with it. At least in heaven she can skate, which is good because you did. It's genuinely going to make it happen as a half pipe. <laughs> great minds. Yeah. Well, the great, great warped minds. Mid minds. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's talk about the North American Championship match, which has been built better than any championship match. Say in any you I will not grill. Sorry. Uh, he tricked him into signing contracts. It's one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling. Oh, Grayson I... Bloody Waller challenging Carmelo Hayes. I I genuinely think this is a really good booking. For the same reasons that we at What Culture collectively campaign for the Fiend to return to WWE, WWE as soon as possible. Um, and Kevin Owens and Ezekiel makes more sense on Raw than other more logical programs. Grayson Waller is kind of the most important character in NXT 2.0, in my mm-hmm. opinion. He is the only person that refuses to acknowledge that this place is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has lived... And he, and he poops all over anything yeah. main roster related. He shows no respect for the way any of this functions. And having lived eight gimmicks in eight months, why should he? Yeah. <laughs> he is a man that, like, he just comes out of a wardrobe with clothes on, and that suddenly accounts for the majority of his backstory. So has, at this point, got no reason to show any respect to the process. Uh, is his new gimmick fraudster? It's one of them, yeah. He, but like evil genius too, because he got his match, didn't he? Yeah, you know. Um, I thought Solo Sukalar had next, but it wasn't a B. No, it? no, no, no. Grayson Waller had next. I don't think he's winning. No, but I didn't think he would beat Solo Sukalar. So uh, I think you can't rule out the shock. I would say like the shock title change, if it's going to happen, has got more chance of happening here than the women's really? title. But only because I'm getting lost in my own fantasy booking of a show that makes it up week to week. I, I just, I still think that sooner rather than later, Carmelo Hayes is going to lose upwards. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I'm kind of... It might, you're right, it might be here because you're looking around after, if you're not going to redo Cameron. Yeah, I think that's it. I think like... I know that like NXT doesn't book to the main roster big shows anymore, so you don't necessarily... Need, I know there was one WrestleMania weekend, but you don't need to assume that in Nashville for SummerSlam weekend there's going to be an NXT special. There could be, but I'd, it's not something that they, they have to guarantee. They could just do another summer special later on down the year. Um, but yeah, I think Carmelo Hayes is reaching the point. Well, Carmelo Hayes is reaching the point where he kind of he's probably going to lose upwards sooner rather than later. And I don't want to upset or alarm you, but I have a feeling that in line with that, it's time to start bidding farewell to the good old days because I think they're going to want to, in the process of getting Carmelo who's ready to challenge for the title, maybe split him and Trick. Oh, no. And get Trick off to the races as a singles wrestler, and it's probably too soon, and it's probably not going to work, and it's probably, 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 but they do tend to want to do that. You can't just... The New Day would be the only exception I can think of where people are just permitted to stay friends. Like it, like people can go get pushes. Cody, uh, Kofi can uh, win their world title, and then Biggie can win the world title, mm-hmm. and 
uh, Xavier Woods can chase the King of the Ring and stuff, and it's just yeah, the mates. It doesn't like you, everyone can pursue their dreams, and that's all right without having to turn on one another. Yeah, there's a bit of me that really hopes Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams stay together all the way through till they go to the main roster. I think it's a hell group. of an arrival. Yeah, that's a good act. You think it, what, so you can grace, what, you're going Grayson Waller with this one? Are you sticking with Carmelo? I'll go Grayson Waller just because I know you're going with Carmelo. Yeah, I'm going Mello. I'm also going for a win for Trick Williams in the Wesley mm. match, but only because of interference from the man who's not written down on our piece of paper. But name check the Great American Bash. That's right, I was paying attention on last week's NXT 2.0, and that is one of the newest, oldest arrivals on this show, Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci. Fabian Eichner and Wesley in a ring together is genuinely the best match that we're that that arguably one of the best matches that WWE could put on in NXT. To be I, it's only just now when you say that do I realize. Well, who actually should we be thinking like here for a long? We started to get into the rhythms of NXT 2.0 booking because it's taken a little while, but we got into the disgusting, gross minds of the people in charge of the show. <laughs> Do we have to lock back into the substantially blander one of Triple H? Triple H likes guys that can go, even if the atmosphere, the show, the runtime does not foster it. <laughs> just likes guys that can go. Like, hey, you see that? You see that match that needs no more than six minutes, and you can have some stupid, cliched, punny fun afterwards. No, make it sixteen minutes and cut a couple of segments. Oh no, why, why are you killing the show again? <laughs> um, Wesley is absolutely that guy. Benny Vidivici versus Wesley is a is a very Triple H NXT match because like the two guys can go and you can build it would be of a high quality, um, but he would want the great wrestling to emerge from underneath these kind of overwhelmed gimmicks. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's a and then what's Wesley going to do? If only he had another potential tag team partner who can fly around the ring just like him. Who just is bloody happy to be there, Governor. I'll take you on, Benny. I might not have nice trousers. I might not have fashionable clothes. I might not even have a nice face for the camera. Because when I smile, I've got these bloody ugly British teeth. That's what you you yanks say about us, isn't it? That we've got bloody horrible teeth. I, I don't know why that is. <laughs> Tell you what. Um, What's the cliche about that? I don't know. Is it because dental in the UK is one of the only forms of healthcare that we need to pay for? Ooh. Because we are still a civilization. Is that why? Shout out to my US friends. You really f***ed it with Obamacare. <laughs> God damn. Um, d- please don't tweet me. I possibly don't know enough about some of the political machinations, but it sounded pretty close to the goddamn NHS, and it's the best thing we've got. <laughs> um, aye. Nathan Frazier. He's definitely a Triple H guy. He's 100,000% oh, a well, Triple Wesley H Wesley and Nathan Frazier on a quest to win back the tag titles. Yeah. M-S-A-O-K. So I think Trick Williams gets a win, even though, like you say... I don't want him to go solo anytime soon. Nathan Frazier kicks a football in Trick Williams' face. Oh, yeah, but that's later. Giovanni Vinci for now. I don't know. They, used, they didn't use my amazing flashbulb idea from uh, Money in the Bank, so they can use it here. Giovanni Vinci comes out, gets his photo taken. Oh, blinds. Uh, Wesley gets it with Trick, Trick Williams' finisher, whatever it is. Nathan Frazier, Giovanni Vinci, uh, having a kickabout in the NXT car park where all the action goes on. Nathan Frazier scores an absolute worldie. When you know. As soon as he's left his foot, he knows it's going in. Like you had from Kasabian? Yes, surge from Kasabian on Soccer AM. Exactly that, right? Google Top that if you're an American. Top bins. Um, and then runs off screaming, 
Golazzo! Like the Football Italia thing. Yeah. And Veni uh, Vinovici sees that as an insult. So how dare you? How dare you besmirch Football Italia? Channel 4's 1990's <laughs> exceptional football coverage that I was a big fan of back home where we had Channel 4's coverage of our own league. Yeah. Syria. Yeah. Yeah. Call it bloody soccer and ruin everything. Any, any uh, wrestlers that could be? I've done a... What about if the show opens tonight with uh, Vic Joseph getting a little bit excited? Mm. Cuts to them ringside. Welcome to Grand Cr- Bash. Here's what we've got coming up the entire time. Mm-hmm. Wade Barrett's drinking a cup of tea. Hey, hey, you having that? Hey, I'm sorry, I got lost in another pun there because I was thinking about today's five star review. Review. If you uh, want to go back and listen to our raw uh, review, you can do wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, just know that I'm not being vulgar when I say the words Roberto Vaggio. Bit of a teaser for you. Check it out. Diamond Mine. <laughs> yes. Diamond Mine are battling each other. Diamond Mine explodes tonight. Yeah, the Creed brothers take on uh, Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp with Ivy Nile just sort of stuck in the middle of all this. I love the Creed brothers, man. They can't lose the tag titles yet. No, this is for the belts, isn't it? Yeah. I think if it wasn't, um, I would have seen Strong and Kemp getting a victory here. That whole thing where Strong's this kind of idiotic leadership figure. Kemp isn't that great and isn't is like has probably the worst record amongst Diamond Mine at present and yet they get this win and the Creed brothers are sorry, uh Roderick Strong is vindicated for being well, first of all, you're a bitch, Roddy. <laughs> like he's vindicated for all of his whinging constantly and he's put them in their place and that sort of thing. But no, I expect them to win tonight. I expect them to pin Kemp and if not tonight after the match, but next week in a vignette, um Roddy Strong is still whinging, is still moaning, and is starting to turn his vitriol on Kemp. And Kemp, much like Ivy Nile, is kind of rolling his eyes at Roderick Strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, God, I'm so, I think I'm with you, Kreese. I think I'm sick of this guy. And then, twist, Kemp and Ivy Nile are baddies, and they actually oh. are with Strong, and it's the Creeds that are extricated from Diamond Mine. You know what? They're extricated from Diamond Mine, and they're replaced... By pretty deadly. Oh, yeah, because they were and because they wear diamonds. They want they? and they want to win the UK tag titles, don't yes. they? NXT UK. Roddy Strong says that he's seen a team far superior to you, Creed Brothers, which makes no sense because they beat them for the titles. But uh, I like their style, and they say yes, boy, and then they join and they say yes, Roddy. That's in like two weeks. That's pretty yeah. fodder for them. But yeah, uh, Kemp and. Strong lose tonight. Kemp gets pinned. Okay. I like that. Creed with a cannonball for the pop. What if they say to... Hang on one second. I've got confused here. What if they say to Damon Kemp, Damon Kemp, are you really on the side of the Creed brothers or are you lying and actually you've been a diamond mine... Roderick Strong plant this whole time, and he's going to say, "Well, just like my brother's saying, true," because he's talking about Spandau Ballet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep pull, but I'm going to make it stick. Think we, we're really good. This is this podcast, this poll podcast network, mm. is tricking people into thinking they're listening about wrestling discussions, yeah. and in reality, just educating them about niche British. Ivy from Diamond Mine takes up a new gimmick as being from uh, Egypt. 
right? right? And you know, like when they do those rip-off themes. God damn it, this is not our job when they do those rip-off themes. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, that sounds like a familiar. What's that? Yeah. And uh, it's just somebody singing. And it's just, she's obviously in some sort of Egyptian garb. I don't know if you fill in the blanks. And uh, the song goes, uh, It is a river called the Nile. The Nile. Oh, yeah. A river called the Nile. Just so I could do that. <laughs> A carry on up the Nile film. Oh, there's a carry on everything else. Mm. And she has a finish called Carry On, hasn't it? A little bit, a little bit. She's got a finish called Pyramid Bomb. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's a triangle choke, a pyramid choke. Yes. But for now, the Creed Brothers retain. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, finally, mm-hmm. of the six matches advertised on tonight's show, we have. Tiffany Stratton <laughs> versus Wendy Chu. And the build to this has basically been Tiffany Stratton going, everything you do is absolutely bloody ridiculous. Yeah. And Wendy Chu just spelling it out for people unaware. Mm. It's to lull you into this and I can outsmart you and defeat you. Could tonight be the night that Wendy Chu outsmarts Tiffany Stratton? No, I don't think so. Like, wh- And I've got a game to play as well. Oh, good. They've not... Um, what they've tried to hide for this Wendy Chu, Tiffany Stratton build for Great American Bash, is that they've basically said to us, remember when Wendy Chu stole Tiffany Stratton's credit card and then they had a match about it the following oh, week? Yeah. And then they had a match about it the following week and it kind of paid it all off. Well, take that and double it. <laughs> right. We'll have four weeks of build for a match instead of two. And it's basically just Wendy Chu doing more stuff to wind Tiffany Stratton up. Uh, and they're going to have a match and it's possibly going to be better than the first one because Tiffany Stratton especially is... Kind of underrated in the ring. Wendy Chu's good as well, but Tiffany Stratton particularly is underrated. So this match will probably be all right, but the stakes are pitiful. Uh, nothing. Now it means out in this one. It's been silly string. It's been wacky pranks. It's been that week where friggin' what was it? You fired like there's a few sequins landed on her shoulder or something. Yes. And she was reacting like Mia Yim when she ruined was in it. retribution with she those said she ru- It ruined her gear. I, I don't think it did. No, I don't, I don't think I believe her. Um, aye, Tiffany Stratton wins though because. Because Wendy Chu, the good guy, has been a complete asshole. So I think it's got to go Tiffany Stratton's way. I disagree. I think it's going Wendy Chu's way. But I think it's going to feature uh, an 80s toy because we've had okay. space hoppers and that. And I've discovered a top, what is this, top 50 80s toys list. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to give me a number between 1 and 50. Oh, and this is what it will factor oh. into the win or loss, depending on how you're seeing it, for Wendy Chu. I like this. So can we have three and pick the best? Yeah, yeah, okay. Good idea. Right. Number between, uh, three numbers between 1 and 50. Uh, Thanks to mybarbar.com. For thank you, mybarbar. Uh, <laughs> number nine. Okay. Top 50. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you've picked that. You, I mean, you might as well just stop there, but carry on. Number 50. Number 50, okay. And just to uh, send those conspiracy theorists and Jim Carrey. Right, hang on. Uh, number 50 is just an advert for Argos. <laughs> 49 it is. Okay. Send Jim Carrey's mind into a meltdown. The number 23. Oh, oh my God. Uh, everything, everything links back to it, you know, mate. Everything links back to it, yeah. Okay, so number 49. NXT 2.0. If you just plus three on the end, it's NXT 2.3. I actually think this could work quite well. Number right. nine. Number, number, this is number 49. Number 49. Right. I'll book you finishing this. Okay. <laughs> um, Tiffany Stratton's hit her with 
that wicked twi- finisher is really yeah, good. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton's doing really good, some good stuff outside of all the bollocks that they make you <laughs> outside of the ring. Got it. But she goes, she hits the twisting, you know, splash thing that she does. And as she's covering her, she's facing underneath the, t- the, you know, the turnbuckles and looking underneath there. Mm. Wait a second, what's that? Ding, 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 ding. I don't know what's playing the Harry Potter theme, but it just is. Ding, 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 Boom, jack in the box. Good. We have new energy. Pops up, rolls her up, one, two, three. And all uh, Brogs Jensen and Brooks, the other one, all they want to do in NXT is jack off in her box. <laughs> her being Fallon Henley or anybody else I can get near. What was the other one? Nine and what was it? Uh, 23. Oh, yeah, 23, of course. It was in the back. I remember 23. Oh, you've picked some absolute belters here. Okay. A jack in the box is a good one because it could smash you in the face, yeah. isn't it? 23. Mm-hmm. The uh, as it's advertised here for the petrol heads in the family is <laughs> <laughs> the Fisher Price garage. The Fisher Price, okay. The petrol heads, but my favorite and something I genuinely think could play into the finish here. Okay, remember the uh, balloon, balloon, the uh, anonymous raw GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boop-loop. what if that was a speaking spell? Oh, legendary 80s toy, that. Yeah, I like the speaking spell. I want to pitch a, um, I think this was an 80s toy, but I think it was a 90s toy too, because I know I, I remember loving these when I was younger. This is an audio medium. If you want the visual accompaniment of this, go back and watch the, I want to say Hell in a Cell stream. Watch the whole thing anyway. It's an absolute car crash. Yeah. But uh, I'd like you, Wilborn. I know one of your many many, many talents is to nail a perfect impression of the toy that I'm about to describe. Wendy Chu is going to attempt to hit Tiffany Stratton with a toy, but the referee is going to be otherwise engaged, and Tiffany Stratton is going to disarm Wendy Chu and hit Wendy Chu with a toy for the win herself. Okay. But because the toy changes hands, it's going to create a certain sound. And I'll describe it to you, and you can produce that sound. It's one of them noise-making sticks that's like luminous green or whatever, and it goes from side to side, and Wendy picks it up and it goes. <laughs> and then Tiffany Stratton steals it and it goes. <laughs> so one more time. Wendy G grabs it from under the ring and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Stratton disarms her, hits her with it and it goes. <laughs> and that's your finish. Let us know your thoughts ahead of the Great American Bash. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Uh, oh, I forgot to do a Tony D'Angelo oh, predictor. We forgot about Tony. Hey, he's going to give him the... He's going to say... He's going to say, hey, don't worry about it, Santos. All is forgiven. And then he's going to give him the kiss of death, you f***. Okay. <laughs> Job done. Done. Yet another successful week for Tony D. <laughs> right, let's know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCoachingWWE. Why should I come on by the bush? Michael Hamflit one eight two apparently. Oh, yeah, and a wheelbarrow. Oh, is that what culture? Tweet w- us earnestly if you can give us a name for what those toys were called, because sticks that do that is all <laughs> I've got basically. And you can't Google sticks. <laughs> sticks I tried to examine it and everything. <laughs> sticks that go sticks that make the noise that Wilborn makes when he's singing "Knock Knock Knocking on Heaven's Door." <laughs> I'll Google. Yeah, what are they called? 
Uh, in America, you didn't get them as much over here, but they were like, there was cow ones. Yeah. So you tip a cow over. But yeah, we got sticks. <laughs> <laughs> what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from? For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll be back to review this show with Sidgwick and his unerring praise, no doubt, of this tomorrow. <laughs> Um, and uh, as, as Hamlet mentioned, the Raw review is available right now with more of this sort of thing, uh, if you need it. Uh, right. <laughs> For now, this has been the uh, Great, Great American Bash NXT preview. But thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.